angefangen. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the CX Goalkeeper Smart Discussion. Today I'm really happy to have Daniel Jordi with me. Hi, Daniel. Hey, Gregorio. Hi. Thank you very much for, for being in. And as usual, I think the best way to start is, could you please introduce yourself, Dan Daniel? Sure, of course. Um, how to best introduce myself? Uh, well, Daniel, Daniel Jordi. I'm Swiss. I, uh, I work since forever in, um, in business, in business consulting, in sales, in business development. It's kind of my DNA, I guess. Um, and if I would have to describe myself in one word, I would say the connector, because that's how I see the world. I always see people, ideas, resources, projects, whatever it is. And I try to connect the best dots or the dots where the best connections are in between the best matches. That's pretty much what I've done my whole life so far. And I guess it's not really going to change that much. Very, very interesting. And if I think I, if I have a look at your LinkedIn profile, it looks like that you are at least 60 or 70 because you had so much experience. It's unbelievable everything and everything what, what you are doing. And thank you that you find time to, to be on, on this podcast. I think don't, let's, let's, let's really start. I start with two words and I think you will understand what I'm speaking about is the aligned leader. Um, where did came this idea several years ago? Yeah, I mean, the, the aligned leader is basically, is basically this interview series that I have where I talk to technology entrepreneurs, technology CEOs, digital executives um, in Switzerland. The idea actually came out of um, the same roots of like, like Leaders Bridge, my own company that I started back then. And the idea came from basically a frustration a little bit because I always felt like, you know, we have everything in Switzerland, I guess, that we need to do great things. And at the same time, we also have an ecosystem that, in my opinion, is not as interconnected as many other innovation ecosystems around the world. And of course, that has to do a little bit with our uh, culture in Switzerland. We tend to be maybe a bit more reserved, um, a bit more in our own garden thinking. And that has, you know, has a lot of impact on the business as well. And the idea from the, uh, the aligned leader, the interview series came out of this need to um, just have the stories shared that I believe are great stories and, and, and stories that the world or at least Switzerland or you know, the people want to hear them needs to, need to hear. So I started just you know, sharing this idea of, of recording some authentic conversations with some friends that I had um, in the in the in the digital business and you know I just started recording one and you know had a chat and it was great it was interesting people enjoyed it so the guests enjoyed it um, got some great feedback so I did the next one and it just evolved and in the beginning it was not called the aligned leader it was just I guess I don't know I don't think it had a name <laughs> it was just it was just a couple of recorded conversations on, on YouTube and that's where, you know, that's how it grew to, I guess, more than 130, 40, 50 or so people that I've, that I've interviewed. And it also, on the, other, on the other side, it came out of my own need of connecting uh, with, with great people and being able to, you know, share, you know, the stories and the personalities of, of interesting people. And honestly, I think that's, one of the best ways to connect with each other is not through titles or, 
you know, companies or whatever, I think the best way to connect with each other is actually through our own personality and through our own authenticity. And that's one of the core purposes that I, that I built this on, giving people the opportunity to share themselves. Because I interviewed a lot of people as well that, you know, were a lot on the media, they had a lot of interviews, they were on TV, they were on radio or whatever. Um, but it was always this the interview very often was behind the mask. You know, they were asked about their companies and were asked about, you know, things, but in a very limiting, in my opinion, a very limiting way. And what I'm interested in is not the face or the, the mask, the mask, basically, the, the, the facade. I'm not interested in the facade. I'm interested in what's behind. I'm interested in the, in the heart and soul of things. So that's, um, that's a little bit about the aligned leader and how it came into place. I think you're bringing really one, one important topic. It's I had the chance also to be on your show, but also I had the chance to, to watch it quite a lot of, of these interviews. And it's really nice. All the story that came out discussing with you and people that, that are really sharing their experience and what they learned about human to human connection and uh, about all the topics that are relevant today, like digitalization and so on. Perhaps one question is now you, see, you mentioned you had more than 100 videos. What is your motivation to continue with, with these interviews? Because we see quite a lot of podcast webcasts and the first 10 are done and then, oh, it's again, I need to organize that. I need to find time. And as a podcaster, a hobby podcaster, I see how much time we need to invest to find a topic, to ask the people to join, to align the questions if somebody wants to align the question at once. What's your view on that? Yeah, I mean, you know, in the beginning, consistency was incredibly important for me. Um, I wanted to publish every week. And then I ran into some issues at some point where it just, you know, maybe it would have been possible, but it would have been way too much. So I just stopped being extremely perfectly consistent and nothing happened and it was okay. And sometimes I had a break for three months and nothing happened, you know? And, and, and I realized that actually it's not consistency that is most important, but it's the value that's behind the actual thing. It's not, it's not just doing it every week or every month or something, but it's actually the outcome, the, the, the actual value behind it. So the way I do it is, I mean, the beginning was very structured in terms of I had my, plan who I wanted to have and had everything prepared and I mean now you know it takes me very little time because usually the, the way I book guests now is I have a conversation with somebody really interesting and I say I have this thing I would love to record you and I have this interview with you and that's usually how I you know get the guests now and then it just happened to be you know one or like maybe between two and four times a month and, and that's fine. But then also I, opti I optimize the whole thing a lot. Um, and the only thing I really do is the actual conversation, everything else, somebody else takes care of, which I'm extremely happy about. Um, yeah. And then that's pretty much the way I do it. And I think you're, you, you mentioned two extremely important uh, topics is consistency and, and value. But I think what I really like and I also enjoyed in the discussion with you is the freedom that if you want to do that and you see it brings value, you do that. It's not, the, let's say, your boss telling to you, you need to do once a week or each, uh, each uh, month at least five 
but he, you have the freedom. And I think this is this is extremely important. Now, a bit uh, strange Can question. Just, sorry, sorry to jump in. Just just um, one more thing I'd add on that in, in terms of freedom. I mean, for me, you know, I don't have a goal of getting a million views a year on these videos. I don't have any commercial goals whatsoever. The only motivation why I do it is to connect with those people, actually connect with the guests. The guests to me are the most important in this whole, um, you know, series or in this whole construct. To me, the most important people are the guests. And I know if I, you know, pick the right people and we talked about, about the right topics, then it's going to be interesting for some people. For, some, for others, it's not going to be interesting to listen to that. But for some, it will be. And as long as I have a couple of new relationships a month that I get out of this, I'm happy and I continue. And maybe that's another big distinguishing as well, because if I had, you know, very clear KPIs and lots of commercial goals attached to it or whatever, it would probably be different, but I don't, I just, you know, and if I want to take a break for three months, I do. Uh, I fully agree and I understand what you're saying. I was asked by somebody who wanted to join my, my podcast and wanted to present his product. And I said, no, because I don't want to, to, to sell products from other people, from other companies. I want to have genuine discussion, learn from, from the interview partner and have the opportunity to share what, what, uh, what I'm learning and to share this, this interesting discussion that, that that I decided to start when, when COVID started to spread around the world. Um, I'm going to ask some, let's say, nasty question. You can choose if you want to answer or not. Um, the, the first one is, uh, who, which interview you remember or you say that's the best one that I did? Hmm. I don't know which one is the best one that I did um, because I think most of the work is... Is, is done by the guests. I mean, one I remember, um, one I remember very well is um, with uh, Ian Roberts, the CTO from Wheeler. Um, and I remember it, I think, because, because of his passion, because of uh, Ian's passion. He's an incredibly passionate person. And, and um, you know, just, I think that's what sticks with me, not necessarily the insights that are shared. That are, those are great, but, what I remember is people who are incredibly passionate. That's all, also why I often say, you know, this is not about interviewing the highest profile people or something like that. To me, it's most important to interview the most passionate digital leaders. And um, yeah, this is, this is one that I remember very well. There's others, but maybe this one is probably the one that I remember best. I was hoping that that you would have said the one with you, Greg, but okay, I can accept that. <laughs> you tricked me there. You tricked me there. No, no problem. It was a joke. And uh, perhaps uh, one question. Is there somebody that you said, I want to interview this person and it, must, it should not be the, the CEO of one big com company, but you say, this is the guy that I want to interview, but now it's not yet time, I will ask him later. Yeah, I'd love to have Seth Godin on the show or Simon Sinek, or Simon Sinek, one of these two. Um, and, you know, they don't fit my profile criteria for the show because it's usually, you know, Switzerland's digital leaders that I interview. But I just, you know, I find these people very interesting. Um, their perspectives, their, 
their their opinions, their experiences, and um, those are two. And uh, I think I messaged Seth once when his email address was still uh, he still had an email address. I still a message. I think I messaged him one. Um, never really heard back, but you know I didn't expect to hear back. But uh, those are those are two people I'd love to interview someday. But it's not really like you know a I need to do that tomorrow. Ah, nice. And I think these are two really great personalities that could bring value to everybody. Is it in Switzerland or outside of Switzerland that these are outstanding people with clear values and, and I like them very, very much. Um, perhaps the last question on, on, the, on the interviews, which one, the, which one was the most funny discussion? The most fun discussion or funny discussion? Hmm. Um, no, sure. Nothing really stands out. Which one was funny? Extremely funny. I don't know. What's the know. next one? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> no, uh, thank you, Daniel. And I think you are also in Switzerland very well known also for uh, something different that you are doing. I had also the chance to be part of it. It was the CEO Collaboration Day. And also there, perhaps, could you please explain what, what it is and what is the aim of, of this CEO Collaboration Day? Yeah, sure. I mean, the motivation is exactly the same, like, or the, 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 the driver was exactly the same um, like for the interview series. At the end of the day, for me, it was important to get Switzerland's digital leaders closer together, but not between the companies, but between the people, the human beings. So I wanted to set up something where people don't walk in with, you know, suits and ties and, you know, have, you know, you know, and, and, and just came and just come because there's a champagne reception. I wanted, I wanted people to come together because they believe there's true value in human connection. And when you connect from human to human, um, magic happens, great stuff happens. And, um, that's basically what the driver was. And I mean, one, one thing when we, when we were still allowed to do physical events, um, one thing we did is we, you know, we didn't have any fancy name tags. We had uh, those textile stickers and we wrote the first name of each person with, uh, with the marker and that was it. There was no other information about this person. You actually had to speak to the human being to know what's behind the first name. And also it breaks this last name thing basis that we have in Switzerland, which is fine. You know, I, I respect that. I still have that with my lawyer, which is the last person I'm not Purdue, I think. <laughs> but I respect that. That's fine. But um, I, I just very often feel that when we have a first name basis, there's just more connection. There's, um, I don't know, it just goes deeper. So, and, and the aim at the end of the day to me is to create more interconnectivity between Switzerland's digital leaders, because I think there's still a lot, a lot of potential we have in Switzerland. And, you know, with that, of course, comes, you know, more innovations, more things that come out. I mean, from the previous events that we've done, there's been all kinds of stuff. There's been investments that happened, board engagements, partnerships, business deals, people hired each other. There's all kinds of things that came out of these events. And, yeah, that's that's a little bit of the of the goal. And in the future, 
I mean, we we did the first one online in November when you were when you were joining us. That was the first one online, and I was quite scared because, you know, I I didn't expect the online experience to be the same as the physical experience, and um, I think it was it was it was it was quite good. Um, it was good, some really good um, uh, responses from people, very good feedback from people, and I'm still hoping that in the future we can do them again face to face because, yeah, I just. I like having a beer with people face to face. I I like having lunch with people face to face. You know, we can do a lot with technology and I just yeah, I think it's all fine but I don't think we human beings are naturally um made to purely only be online. Um yeah. I think what you're saying I I can also share starting from from the the names that um if I look in LinkedIn I see every third people or every second people is CEO for, from something. And I cannot understand how many CEOs and why so many CEOs are on LinkedIn. Um, one option is all the CEOs are there and the people that really work are not there, or I don't exactly know what, what, what is possible, but uh, joke by side. Again, I think you are touching really one extremely important topic. And that's also why I asked about the CEO collaboration day, because you are all about connecting people and uh, on one side we have the human to human interaction that we can have in a physical meeting and uh, and the other is on the digital side and you experienced um these two different words uh for your ceo collaboration day and um, what what do you think uh, the future will be hybrid um, events some people will join uh, digital some people will be will be in person there what's your view on that and what's perhaps are, are your ideas for the future events Yeah, I think when this whole COVID thing started, events, some events, some events went hybrid, and I really dislike hybrid events from both sides, as an organizer and as a participant. And it's the same with meetings. You know, hybrid meetings I think are the worst. Some people sit in a conference room, the others are somewhere else on video, and then you have you have two completely different experiences. Um, I really dislike those kinds of setups. Um, But I think we're in the future, um, I hope we're not going to move completely away from physical events, um, at least, you know, to some extent. Um, and maybe there's a way for us to create online experiences, meetings and events that are better and just more real and just more, I don't know if interactive is the right word because, you know, you can do a lot of interaction, but question is what's the quality of the interaction you can do some great stuff you know with 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 online events that you can't actually do in offline events and i think it also has to do with our human evolution because you know you could probably ask somebody a thousand years ago if xyz would work for them and they would have said never and then today nobody it's just part of our daily lives because we have also evolved as human being or even 100 years ago or 50 years ago and i think on the one side it's probably not going to go away the physical meeting if it's possible um but then also i believe that you know if i talk to people in their 20s and if i talk to people in their 60s i get a completely different response um you know what the future will be and how they enjoy interacting with each other so i don't really know but i'm hoping from my perspective 
as I'm sort of in the middle a little bit, um, I'm hoping that they're not going to completely go away. And at the same time, I really like that certain things are a lot more efficient. And, and I share your thoughts because at the end, we should take with us what it's working pretty well on, on the digital side, but without forgetting that we are at the end social animals. That mentioning uh, Simon Sinek, that he told us that we are social animals and we need to be with other people to discuss other people, to feel, to understand other people in, in, in a better way. If I, understand, if I understand well, then the next SEO collaboration day will be physical if possible. And if not, then it will be digital again, correct? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, it would be very desired to make it physical, but we don't know. We don't know right now. And I think also the last one was really organized in an outstanding way. There were plenty of opportunities to interact with other people. Uh, at the end, we try to do the best out of what uh, what 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 we can do. Um, thank you, Daniel. Perhaps let's go to the human part of, of this discussion. Uh, we would like to learn a bit more about, about Daniel, about yourself. You are really, really very, very active. We discussed about uh, your podcast, your webcast. We discussed about the CEO Collaboration Day. And you, we know that you are working also at Ginetta. Um, how can you ensure to have a satisfactory work-life balance or life-work balance? Yeah, I mean, for me, I, I tend to be involved in many things at the same time. That's just my nature. And very often, you know, there's a point I get involved in all kinds of things. And then there's a point where it gets too much. So I need to take a step back and understand where am I at and where am I going? And very often what helps me is understanding what is my roof and not in terms of what's limiting me, but what is, what is, what is my holding company or what is my holding Daniel? Um, because if, if, if there's too many things and too many things can be very few things that are outside of the commonality of where I want to go and my vision, then it just doesn't work. Um, but as long as I have alignment between what I'm doing and involved in and this overarching theme, then it's all good because I, I also know that um, I can be involved in a lot of different things because I usually don't go into the depth. What I mean by that is I know what I'm best at and I know what I'm really not good at. And I don't try to get involved into the things that I'm not good at. Sometimes I have to because either the, you know, the situation requires it to be, there's nobody else there or whatever it may be. Sometimes I just have to you know, get involved in something but then as soon as possible, I try to get out of it again and, and, and have somebody there who is just a lot better suited for that situation or for that task or project or whatever it may be. So for me, as I said before, you know, I truly believe I am the connector in that sense. And that's what I do best. And that's also how I tried to design my environment around me. My environment, meaning, you know, my role, my company, what I'm involved in, because I know if I get too far away from that, I can't generate results. I'm unhappy. You know, work-life balance doesn't exist. I mean, I don't know if it ever exists really, but um, it's just a mess and I'm a mess and it doesn't work like that. And I know if I, if I am able to be involved in a role and environment where 
connecting is a core capability. I'm happy, I'm successful, I'm fulfilled, I have great work-life balance. That's something that I figured out over the past, it feels many, many years, um, that when this is in place, things are good and things are great. And, and of course, things are only good usually for a certain amount of time and then we lose focus and we get off track and then at some point it's a mess and we need to step back and go like, what, what am I doing here exactly? And that's just a continuous cycle, I feel. But it's that's just human, I guess. I I totally agree with what you're saying. We we should do what we are do we are best at, and not uh, trying to do what we are not really good and we don't like or we are not passionate about. Um, perhaps also the next question would be: uh, Do you have a book that you like or you would suggest to the audience to say this is the book I'm reading or I read? And, and I would like to, to suggest to the audience. Mm. Oh, I read a lot of books. Um, I really enjoy audiobooks these days, uh, especially when I, I, I'm not driving that much in the car right now, but with uh, car driving, audiobooks are great. Um, I mean, one of my all time favorites is um, Simon Sinek, Start with Why. Obviously, Seth Godin, um, The Across Deception. Um, I love that book. It's it's something that I can read, listen to a hundred times, and there's always something new because I'm different. My situation's different. Um, there's many more, but when we, when we wanna when I I would say when we talk about more the deeper sense of things, these are great. And then there's more you know books about technicalities of things, but the foundational books to me are are, are some of these. Thank you, Daniel. And I think these are really two important books. Um, if people would like to connect with you because you are the connector, what's the best way to do that? I mean, the best way is always LinkedIn to me um, because I also try to communicate on LinkedIn the best way of what I'm involved in, what I'm about and how to get in touch with me. And um, LinkedIn is usually best, um, very much depends on, on, on what it is. But, um, you know, LinkedIn is, uh, is usually the best place for anything business related. So for, you know, the, uh, the Aligned Leader Show, the CEO Collaboration Day, for Janetta, project requests, whatever it may be, basically. Thank you. And um, my very last question, this is the Daniel's uh, gold nugget. It's something that uh, we discussed or something new that you would leave to, to the audience. Um, like an insight or like a, you mean it's a golden nugget. Um, for me, one of the most important things, this is how I'm wired, is always to understand the why behind everything. Because if I can't understand why something happens and why somebody does what they do, it's really difficult for me to connect. So, you know, for example, if we have a project briefing, right? The, my only goal of that briefing is to understand why, because I'm usually not the expert on the project, but what I need to understand is why, because if I understand why in a sales context, if I understand why I can customize my pitch to that why, and that's going to open my door and that's going to allow me to create the wow effect and the openness to listen to the what and the how. 
And it's the same thing for me in when I'm connecting with people. Like for me, it's incredibly easy to connect with somebody. It doesn't matter who they are on LinkedIn when they're at least somehow active. Because all I need to do is I go through their posts, I read through their LinkedIn profile, and then I have a pretty good idea what they're about and what's most important to them. And that's what I make my message about. I just, I, you know, I just, I connect them and I, I relate to the things that I feel are most important to them. And that tends to open all the doors. So if I understand the why and I'm able to communicate or reflect back the why or understanding somebody's why, to me, that opens the door to everything. Thank you, Daniel. And as usual, I'm not commenting your gold nugget because this is Daniel's gold nugget. Uh, the last thing I want to say is thank you very much for joining my this session. It was a great pleasure. Thank you, Greg. And also to the audience, thank you very much. It was really a pleasure to have you on, on this show, uh, to listen to the podcast, to watching the webinar, the, the webcast. Thank you very much. Grazie mille. Arrivederci.